baby, it's cold outside. Yeah, so I spent uh, last night in the, uh, or two nights ago, I'm sorry, in the studio recording that, uh, that very misogynistic song with Blaze TV's Sarah Gonzalez. Uh, you should be able to get it uh, on uh, iTunes or wherever music is offered. Uh, if it's not there now, give it a day, all right? We waited a long time, and sometimes it takes a while for the admin stuff to pop up uh, and for it to be put on there. Uh, that It always takes time for things to get posted. Like I filed to run for governor with the state, with the uh, Secretary of State <clears throat> on the 8th of December. The deadline was the 13th. People, Chris and Mark, have been losing their minds because they can't see that I've registered, that I've filed a, uh, filed a run. Like, it takes a minute. They only, they only update the website once a week. <laughs> Give it a minute. So, anyway. And by the way. Relax, people, is the point. By the way, me and Jeff Fisher recorded that same song four years ago, and it's on SoundCloud. It's on SoundCloud? On SoundCloud. Is it under uh, Jeff Fisher and Chris Cruz? It is under, yes, yes. Who was the girl in that song? I was a girl. Of course you were. Of course you were. Jeffy would never. I can hit those notes better than Jeffy could. Yeah? Oh, yeah. We nailed it. Nice and simple. We let Steve Helms play a little guitar, a little piano. Ooh. And uh, bam, bam, bam. Baby, it's cold outside. I did a little, uh, you know, dropped it. Uh, it was good. It's good. So anyway. It's my favorite Christmas song now that everybody hates it. I just is. I'm contrary. I don't know what it is. I've got that weird gene. Like, if it pisses people off, I like it. Well, I just, it's like, I don't like that people take themselves so seriously. You know? I mean, nobody's been violated by a song. You know? I, I mean, like, I had, God, should I even bring this up? I had somebody that was trying to kind of do a, not that one, maybe, anyway, I, there was, I see stuff that people come at me and, and they're like, oh, well, so-and-so said this or said that or wrote this or they tweeted that or they made this post. And I'm like, it wasn't about you. It had nothing to do with you. Why are you triggered by it? What is your problem? You know? I just love to stir it up. Like I have the Twitter trolls. We've raised a ton of money for tornado victims this week. And we donated it. A lot of it went to uh, our buddy Tim Lobatsky, Patriot-owned businesses. If you're not following Patriot-owned businesses on Facebook, uh, they're local to DFW, Dallas-Fort Worth. And Tim's a good friend and a good patriot. And what he did was he created a conglomerate of of Patriot-owned businesses, people that love America, love our country, and uh, love liberty and they do business and we help network each other and so we donated a, a good portion to what they were doing because what they were doing was they're physically going right they're physically going and we cr- got the supplies together we put tons of things you know drop off locations we organized all this stuff and we're sending actual people to go and help with the with the restoration and the cleanup and just the recovery process. And, and I learned back during Hurricane Harvey 
that the best thing you can do is just load up the trucks, go yourself, drop that stuff off. That way you don't have to worry about it, you know, sitting on pallets in Puerto Rico uh, it, it, and it not getting to the people, right? And that's what happened, right? When, the, when, the, when Trump sent all the supplies down to Puerto Rico, they just sat on it. And it's like, no, let's just deliver it ourselves. So we, you know, back in, in the day when Hurricane Harvey hit, for instance, me, Heath Oaks, we got together, we loaded trucks up, we drove them down. We went to Mauriceville, Orange, Beaumont, down in that area of southeast Texas. We figured we sent stuff to Houston, but Houston was getting enough attention. So we started going to where we felt, felt like folks were being neglected. Same thing with this deal going on in Arkansas, Kentucky, Illinois, all these states. We're just like, let's send the actual people with the stuff. You would think, you would think that we were asking people to sacrifice a firstborn child on a fire based on the response of the Twitter trolls that come out there and say, we want proof. Fuck you. How about that? That's my, that, that is, that is my answer. Kiss my ass. Cause it's not about you. How about that? Chris, the way I feel about it. Anyway. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's my summary right there. Gosh, I was so happy and in the Christmas spirit. <laughs> Feliz Navidad, okay? Um, anyway, um, fall is here. You know what's funny, before I get into that read, is you have people who come at me like, I can't believe you say things like, it's like, you want to say them. You want to say them. You do. Um, fly, be free. Uh, cool weather's coming because it's the fall. Flu season tends to come around. Yes, people do still get the flu. Uh, beef up your immune system with something that's tried and true, a daily dose of real fruits and vegetables, the kind you get in Field of Greens. Field of Greens is unlike any other superfood because it uses real USDA organic fruits and vegetables packed with antioxidants. It's going to support heart health, metabolism, blood pressure, and digestion. Plus, it's pre and probiotic. Great for everybody in your family, even the kids. And unlike other nutritional drinks, which rely on only one vegetable, Field of Greens is packed. With 18 clinically researched essential fruits and vegetables, taking Field of Greens is super easy. Just put one scoop in a glass of water, stir it, and you're done. And here's the best part. It tastes good. In fact, it tastes great. Go to BrickHouseChad.com and get 15% off your first order with your promo code CHAD. I spell it CHAD at checkout. Give it a try. Your body's going to thank you. BrickHouseChad.com. That's BrickHouseChad.com. Use promo code CHAD, and we'll be right back. No, seriously, it's been a good year. Uh, lots, I mean, a good year for the show. It's been a crazy year for most people that are out there um, running for governor. <laughs> I love just talking about running for governor right on the heels of telling people to F off. Uh, the uh, I'm the governor you want, maybe not the governor you need. I think I'm both, actually, uh, especially the further I go in this whole thing, Mark. Um, I, I'm, I, I believe we've got to put some common sense back in Austin, Texas. But that's another story. Uh, I started calling campaigning and running for office the worst, best experience of my life. Uh, I wouldn't trade it for anything, but darn, darn, it's been a lot of work. Uh, but rewarding, rewarding. I've learned a lot, and I will never look away from Texas politics no matter what happens. Uh, I am committed to this cause for the rest of my life. Uh, I want to remind everybody, just, just kind of reminiscing, right? Our final episode is going to be Monday the 20th. And uh, so don't 
forget to catch it. That'll be your last new episode of the year, and then we'll be back on January 3rd. Uh, what do I want for Christmas? What do I want for Christmas? I want you to go to watchchad.com, check out everything there, because that's where all the fun stuff is. I want you to come to my show tomorrow night in Arlington, Texas, uh, with the Ragamuffins. We're going to have fun. We're just going to hang out, family, friends. It's a local show. I'm thinking that from now on, my final show of the year will probably be at Arlington. Yeah. We used to do it. Um, eh, it doesn't matter. But I'm, I'm thinking Arlington. We start doing it in the music hall, maybe the final show of every year. Anyway, it's going to be a Christmas party, and I want you to come to it. We're going to have a good time. And um, what else? Uh, I want you to visit the all-new chadprather.com. Check out the news stories that are there. Some of the rants that we put on here, I post on there as well. Uh, you can kind of keep up with Pepper the Patriot Dog. Uh, she's been traveling at my bloodhound, travels all over the state with me. And uh, we keep you updated about where she's pooping, and that's fun. And so uh, chadprather.com. And where else? Uh, I want you to go to uh, MyPillow.com. Why not? Let's spend some money. Use promo code Prather with Mike Lindell. Get up to 66%. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I've sold my soul, Chris Cruz. I've sold my soul. I love the free market. I really do. Uh, My favorite book of the year right here, The the American Story, Tim and David Barton. And uh, I was at a campaign event. The other day, this is a good book. It's a great reference book. We got to get uh, Tim Barton back on. I, I thought about this because I just walked by and uh, David Barton was out there talking to Glenn, and I was at a campaign event the other day, and this guy walks up to me and he wanted to start talking about how we've um, how would we get culture back? And I started, he started trying to tell me that he teaches the Bible from the the original languages. I said, well, that's that's good. I said I studied the original languages, top master's level Greek, uh, you know, Koine Greek. And he go he goes, wait, what'd you say? And I said, yeah, the cowboy hat usually fools people. <laughs> and uh, he said, well, it, it's it's uh, Kenny Greek. And I said, no, it's Koine Greek. And he goes, Kenny. He goes, that's ridiculous what you're saying. I said, well, it's a dead language. Nobody actually knows how to say it. I said, but. <laughs> uh, I'm going to have to argue with you on that. So we got to go in and he started, well, there's this guy out there by the name of David Barton. You should, you should read some of it. And I said, really interesting. <laughs> really? I said, well, he's a friend of mine. He goes, wait, 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 what, what's that? What now? What? Yeah. I love to, I love it when people underestimate you and they, they, they think they just automatically know who you are. Uh, it was uh, so, you know, last weekend, Bob Dole passed away. He was 98 years old. Um, Bob Dole was quite the public servant, uh, quite the legacy there. I think Bob Dole was the real deal. I really do. And uh, it's pretty funny. They, they, during his uh, memorial service and eulogy, they, had a, they read a final letter from Bob. And uh, there you see that image of Bob. That's when George H.W. Bush was lying in state, and, and they helped uh, Bob Dole up out of his wheelchair to give a final salute to George Bush. And a very touching moment in that regard. And uh, Bob Dole, of course, uh, you know, military hero and veteran, as well as an advocate, as well as uh, all that he did in Washington, D.C. and for this country. And uh, this was pretty interesting in the eulogy. You've probably heard it by now, but play that clip. As I make the final walk on my life's journey, I do so without fear because I know that I will again not be walking alone. I know that God will be walking with me. I also confess that I'm a bit curious to learn if I am correct in thinking that heaven will will look a lot like Kansas. 
and to see, like others who have gone before me, if I will still be able to vote in Chicago. That's the ultimate troll. Like that's how I like I wanna know that I can just write my own, you know, eulogy and just it just just troll the crap out of the Democrats. I love that. That's so good. And uh but um anyway. Uh <laughs> boy howdy. You know, I I don't know what the future looks like for American politics. I really don't. I think we're in a lot of trouble. I think we've continued to give credence and a voice to the political morons that are out there, these empty-headed fools, uh, your AOCs, your Bobby O'Rourke's, your um, Eric Swalwells. And my gosh, it, just to name a few, it, there's really a lot of morons out there. And, uh, and I say that they're on the right and the left, quite honestly, these people who, who just have lost their way. Uh, it's frustrating to me. But then you have then you have the chief. You got the commander in chief. You got you got uh, old um, old uh, lunch pail Joe. <laughs> and uh, Joe had this to say the other day about this debacle, this this tragedy of Afghanistan, which is no uh, no laughing matter. I want you to see what he said. Play the clip. I know what I'm willing to lose over if we walk away from the middle class. If we walk away from trying to unify people, if we start to engage in the same kind of politics that the last four years has done, I'm willing to lose over that. You mean you're willing to lose your presidency? My presidency. Because you're going to stick with it. That's right, because I'm going to stick with it. There are certain things that are just, like, for example, Afghanistan. Well, I've been against that war in Afghanistan from the very beginning. We're spending $300 million a week in Afghanistan over 20 years. Now, how do you know, everybody says you could have gotten out without any anybody being hurt. No one's come up with a way to ever indicate to me how that happens. And so there are certain things that are just so important. Yeah, I'll tell you how it happens, Joe. You get the people out first. You you get the citizens out first and then you get the equipment and your military out. After that, it, or, I mean, if you even if you're going to leave the, the the equipment behind, blow it up, right? And make it incapacitated, you know, inoperable. I mean, my God, you're willing to lose the presidency over this stuff. So, in other words, he's doubling down on failure, doubling down on tragic loss. He's doubling down. Look, I, I didn't want us to be in Afghanistan either. I didn't want us to be in Iraq. I, I was, I wasn't, I wasn't happy about any of those things. And yeah, th- I, we don't need to be in some kind of perpetual wars. I get that. Ah, la 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 la. I know we say those things, but my God, it's insanity to just double down on this. I'm willing to, I'm willing to, I'm willing to lose everything over my screw ups. Well, guess what, Joe? You're going to lose everything. You're going to lose the presidency. Anybody that thinks that guy's going to get reelected or even run again. I, we should take a bet right now. We should, what, are we, what is it? We should take a bet right now, mid-December 2021, on whether or not Joe Biden runs again 2024. The guy doesn't have it. He doesn't have it. There's no stamina there. The guy can't stay awake. There's no way. He didn't campaign last time. I get that. But there's no possible way this guy runs again in 2024. And Kamala Harris, can you imagine them even thinking about giving her the nomination? There's no way Kamala Harris ever gets nominated to run for president. That's a, it's like, it's like uh, the uh, joke, I saw the meme the other day, I think Don Trump Jr. put it out, 
uh, I don't know who said it, but it's pretty genius. Said, you know the difference between CNN and the Titanic? The Titanic sank and still had anchors. <laughs> uh, starting to see some stuff, man. It's coming unraveled. And Chad, you know, he talked about Afghanistan, but, you know, Afghanistan lost people. We lost soldiers that will not, are not going to be there this Christmas. That's right. So, you know what? Yes, I hope you lose if you decide to run re-election. Yeah. Because those lives are lost because of you. Here's what I want to see happen. And, and I've never thought about, you know, I, I see those faces of those, um, of those servicemen and women, and, and I'm thinking, I want them to be exposed. I want them to be embarrassed, right? I, I want the corruption that's there to be absolutely exposed. I want... I want everything that leftist progressivism touches to fail. I want it to fall. I, I, I do. Before it's too late, because as, again, what Brian Williams said the other night on his resignation uh, from NBC, he said that, you know, they're burning down the house and we're in it. They're not wrong. Uh, he's not wrong in that. I have to agree. Uh, but how long has this gone on? How much has a Brian Williams allowed this to go on as a member of the mainstream media, as a so-called journalist? Who you could have called this out long ago. Why aren't the journalists who, why aren't they coming out now and calling this out? You know, you know. Do you know how, I mean, okay, so in my little foray into politics in the last year and a half, do you know how many consultants and, and, and political higher-ups and people, strategists that I've talked to who want to talk about the, the infidelities and the nonsense and the corruption that they've that they've that you know reporters and journalists will get around them and say oh well you know we've known about this we've known about this we just we just didn't find it you know opportune to say anything about it and it's like why the hell not because again you're willing to cover it up in order to accomplish an agenda and i don't know that that's why i say i don't understand the future of politics i don't know what we look like in the days ahead but if we're not willing to expose the truth and look, I'm not talking about some guy got caught with his hand in a cookie jar or, or you know, he failed morally or some kind of, you know, this, this kind. I'm talking about corruption. I'm talking about ongoing, you know, I'm not talking about falling into temptation. I'm talking about ongoing uh, fostering an atmosphere of corruption and still covering it up and say and then and then doubling down like Joe did. And you're, you're going to justify it. And you're going to try to that. This is the stuff. Well, this is why I say I want them to be exposed. I want them to fail. I want them to fall. You know, Numbers twenty three thirty two says, you know, be sure your sins will find you out. And it's funny. You tend to reap what you sow. You know, you keep planting those seeds of corruption, and that's what you're going to grow. And corruption is going to come, and it's going to bite you in the ass. Uh, you know, as the great uh, biblical prophet Spider Man said. Uh, what was it when in the movie when Peter Parker was about to get killed by Dr. Octopus, Doc Ock? And, uh, and, and Doc Ock had gotten so controlled by those tentacles. You remember that scene? And uh, it, like he was a good guy. He was like the good doctor. He had good intentions. He was an innovative guy. But then those tentacles took over and they became his brain. They became his impulse. They became his desire. That's what this is becoming. This, uh, this quest for power. This quest for uh, all, I mean, imagine being able to live without any sense of accountability, without any sense of consequence, of being able to move forward and do anything you want to do, knowing that the mainstream media or any media for that matter is just going to sweep it under the rug and you don't ever have to worry about any form of exposure 
This is the type of power that disgusts me. This is the kind of thing that, that brings down civilizations. This is what brings down societies and it destroys culture. Uh, the people have got to have accountability. They've got to be under authority. If you don't have any of that stuff, well, yeah, I'm willing to double down. I'm willing to, I'm willing to lose my presidency. Over, well, you're, you're 117,000 years old. It's not like you, you, you're, you've already been in Washington, D.C. for 50 years. That's rhetoric. That's bullshit rhetoric is what that is coming out of the mouth of Joe Biden. He's not interested in losing the president. He's not worried about losing his presidency. He's not worried about the next, next election. No, he's just making sure that he looks good right now and it keeps the heat off of himself. So he talks tough, as we know. Hey, come on, man. Look here, man. You're a lying dog-faced pony soldier. Going to keep on doubling down in order to make sure that the heat stays off of everything he's doing right now. You know why? Because they want to continue sweeping the crap under the rug and even more corruption. See, if they can keep waving their little hand up here and talking tough, down here you don't know what this hand's doing. And it's still corruption. It's still going on. There's so much crap going on that you have no idea about out there on every level of politics. And that's why I said the other day on this show that 2021 has been the year where we don't even hide our corruption anymore. We don't even need to. Why not? The news is going to cover for you. The journalists are going to cover for you. The mainstream media, big tech, social media. If somebody comes out and says something against you, are they just going to censor that person? If I come out and I say FJB, or if I say let's go Brandon, I can't even put that on a t-shirt in some places on some websites because it's going to get censored. And me running for, for office, I can't boost an ad on Facebook because you know what? My message doesn't line up and I'm, a camp, I'm in a campaign. So therefore, I gotta, they got to censor me. Why the hell you got to censor me? What if I want to pay all the money to make people see my campaign? Why? If I got the money to do it, why can't I do it? It's a free market. I could go out and buy billboards. I could take out ads in the newspaper. Why can't I do it with social media? This is the kind of stuff. Because they know they're above reproach and accountability in that regard. Nobody can come at them. They're untouchable, and that's bull crap. Uh, AR-500, that's what we need. Um, 2021, well, it went about like 2020. Well, who knows what 2022 is going to you know, happen, but... Uh, we see more attempts on the uh, Second Amendment rights that are, that are coming after you know, those rights more than ever before. Uh, they're doubling down on that as well. If you've tried purchasing a firearm or ammunition in the last year, you know there's been an overwhelming demand from responsible citizens ensuring that they're protecting their Second Amendment rights. Listen, they're not just purchasing firearms and ammunition. The demand for ballistic body armor has never been higher. And like owning a firearm, owning ballistic body armor is the next step in ensuring that your Second Amendment rights, yourself and your family, are protected. AR500Armor.com makes buying body armor easy, approachable, and affordable. In fact, with AR500Armor.com, you buy it online, have it shipped straight to your house. They got multiple packages built for citizens just like you who are looking for various levels of protection. They make the shopping process simple and approachable, and their team's always willing to help answer any questions you might have. Use code CHAD, I spell it CHAD, for 25% off anything else in their entire store. Now's the best time to prepare yourself. AR500 Armor, that's the best sales of the year right now. Plan to protect yourself now and take care of your family as well. Get yourself the body armor we trust. AR500 Armor at AR500Armor.com. Visit AR500Armor.com. Use promo code CHAD at checkout for 25%. All right. Well, 
me ask you a question. What would be the absolute best way to take our public school system, which is already shot through with more problems than a math book, and make it worse? How would you do it? Well, if you're scratching your head and reaching for a pencil to start making a list, let me give you a break and just answer it for you. If you want to make it worse, just make it more chaotic. That's exactly what a bunch of school districts have decided to do. Schools are shutting down and going to remote learning again in a variety of creative ways. Some of them have just extended the Thanksgiving break. Some of them are going to part-time in-person and part-time online. It's a big mess, a conundrum, a shit show, if you will. Folks, if there's one thing I could say about all of this that should absolutely be non-controversial, it's that kids need structure in their lives. Their brains are still forming hell. If you've been around kids at all, you know how dumb they are. Come on. And I say that with love. They're supposed to be dumb. They're supposed to be dumb. And it's our job as their parents to foster their minds and spirits in such a way that when they get to be adults, they're not dumb anymore. (laughs) Or at least they're not too dumb. Some of you out there just rolled snake eyes on the old child thing, and you know who you are. Uh, But I digress. Look, the point is the whole idea of the education system, as we all know, isn't to teach children what to think. It's to teach them how to think, and that requires that we put them in a structured, well-ordered environment with clearly defined boundaries. Now, their responsibilities and their privileges are to be stated and upheld so that the child in question comes away from his or her educational experience with a sense of how the world works, or at least how it's supposed to work. But along comes this pandemic a couple of years ago, or a year and a half ago, however long it's been, and all of a sudden the left throws a rabid squirrel into the cage with an already fraught educational system, because here's the thing, that system already wasn't working. Public education in this country has be- has been coming apart at the seams for literally decades at this point. COVID was just the latest uh, two-ton straw to fall on the camel's back. Now, there's a lot to blame, a lot of blame to spread around for this colossal issue, and some of them are less comfortable to talk about them than others, but... But that's what they pay me for. Uh, I got some pretty tall boots precisely so I could step in this crap and not get it on my socks. So you can look at what a mess the government has made of all this, both at the federal level and on most of the state levels. And let's not forget our brave mainstream media friends who have just about fractured their spines, bending over backwards to scare the bejesus out of all of us and put us in a herd mentality over the past couple of years. I say the past couple of years, but of course it's been going on a hell of a lot longer than that. It's just been that it worked this time. But this also lands at the feet of nearly the entire public education system as well, from the Department of Education itself, which, by the way, educates no one, all the way down to the teachers' unions, to many teachers themselves. Not all teachers, of course, but you know they're out there, and in numbers, massive amounts, massive amount of numbers. All of the people involved have put their own preconceptions about this thing so far ahead of the collective student body in this country that our kids are basically relegated at this point to eating the dust of progress as it marches forward at a breakneck run. So what's the solution? Well, sadly, the solution right now is twofold, and neither thing uh, you got to do is pretty or easy. You got to get your kids out of the public school system. I've said this over and over again. Do it any way you can. And if you can't do it right now, plan for it, work on it, find a way. The other thing you've got to do is be more active in the field. Go to school board meetings. Hell, even if you can manage to get your kids out, go to the meetings on behalf of the other kids. This problem is not, it's just not going to go away. It's going to get worse. And let me tell you, the generation that's coming up right now needs us. They're winding their way into a world they cannot survive, and we do them the gravest of disservices if we do nothing. Folks, let's do something starting right now. So according to the New York Times, um, at least six Michigan school districts have they just prolonged Thanksgiving break. 
Uh, I mean, like, I can't figure out, is, it, is, is this COVID or they just don't want to do the job or they just want to do the job a different way? I mean, is, is, it, is, it, is there a control aspect to this that they can just... So like, I think that one of the benefits or the positives, I should say, of the pan, quote unquote pandemic is it got parents way more involved in their kids' educational process. Uh, whether, you know, whether it was through a Zoom call, they could finally see, they could finally see what, um, what was being taught, right? What was, what was being told to their kids. And I think we should continue the Zoom recording of all classrooms. So even if your kid's sitting in class, uh, and I wish they weren't, uh, even if your kid's sitting in class, then uh, you can still watch what the teacher's saying. See, I'm at a point now where I think the public education system is so bad that you could literally keep your kids at home, not teach them anything, and they'd still be better off. I mean, don't even, you didn't, you wouldn't even have to have a formalized homeschooling class. you just not teach them anything, uh, and they'd still be better off than what they're getting out of the school system. And people are like, oh, I don't want to homeschool my kid. I don't want to co-op teach my kid. I don't want to do all this stuff because they're going to lose the socialization. Socializing with what? You want them to learn social skills from what? The garbage that, I mean, they're interacting with people who don't know their genders, trying to figure out their pronouns. I mean, with what? I mean, people that, you know, can't, can't you know, they're, they're chasing Pokemon around. I don't even know if they're still doing that. But, I mean, they're, you know, they're glued to social media, all these kind of things. Let me tell you something. We, and who said socialization is, is some be-all, end-all thing to strive for? I, you know what? I tell you what, if you learn how to think critically, you can learn how to relate to people. Uh, if, you, if you're smart, you'll learn how to relate to people. I mean, the, our founding fathers, I mean, and, and people like Benjamin Franklin, they, they were geniuses as children. They were child geniuses because they hung around smart adults. So, yeah, it's a mess. Um, but parents, have, they've started to see the sham, which is public education. And um, <laughs> I was thinking about the trolls that love to come. They, so years ago, I, a while back, I made a post about, I said, you know, burn the whole thing to the effing ground. Burn the whole effing thing to the ground or something. I made a tweet about that. And I was talking about the education system and various other institutions. And uh, people love to uh, take that tweet. They cut the date off of it and all that stuff. And they screenshot it and they put it on Twitter and say that I'm an insurrectionist for January 6th. <laughs> Context really does matter. Oh, my gosh. Let's talk about another smart guy, Elon Musk. Uh, play that clip for me. Are you vaccinated, if I yes. may ask? Yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm very, very pro-vaccination. Yeah. Right? We've, uh, it's, the science is unequivocal. Yeah. I treat it to that effect. Right. But by the same yeah. token, I, I am against forcing people to be vaccinated. You know, I think this is just not something we should do in America. I think we should encourage people to be vaccinated, strongly try to convince them to be vaccinated, right. but not force them to be vaccinated. Right. Or, or, for example, force them to get vaccinated or get fired. Yeah. Person of the year, Time Magazine, person of the year, Elon Musk, uh, said uh, he does not believe in forcing people to get vaccinated. Doesn't believe in mandating it. Uh, you want to get vaccinated? Be vaccinated. Be vaccinated. Be vaccinated. Get your vaccine. Be vaccinated. Booster shots everywhere. I want to turn it into a musical. 
But I'm all for that. I mean, you know, that, if that's what you want to do, go get it. Go get it. I just, for me, like, look, at the end of the day, I don't sit around going, damn, like, I'm really worried. I, I haven't been vaccinated. I'm really nervous about this. Um, You know what? And it might bite me in the ass one day. It might bite me in the ass one day. I don't know. But I, I kind of want to see a little more science on this thing. You know, this thing that they trotted out. In, in, a, in a you know rapid speed deal and just and, and I don't care if it was under Trump or who it was under. I'd like to see a little more science on this thing. And there's a lot of crap that's being hidden about this that makes me just not trust it. You know, maybe my tune will change, but let's give it a breath. Let's give it a minute and see how it turns out. Okay. In the meantime, that's where I stand. I'm sure you'll be completely fine. Uh, you have homeowners insurance for a good reason, because without it, a fire, flood, or burglary could destroy you financially. But there's another major crime your homeowner's policy doesn't cover. It's called home title fraud. The FBI calls home title fraud one of the fastest growing crimes in America, and it can ruin you financially, which is why you need home title lock. Uh, title fraud is uh, when a criminal forges your signature on a quick claim deed and files the document stating you sold your home to him takes out loans against your home and leaves you with the payments, can wind up in foreclosure or even eviction, um, uh, where the mortgage company just wants to evict you from your own home. Home Title Lock catches that. They put a barrier around your home's title the instant they detect anyone, from cyber thieves to renters to relatives trying to forge their way onto your home's title. They'll shut it down. Go to HomeTitleLock.com, register your address. They'll tell you for free if, you've, if you're already a victim. You can enter code RADIO for 30 days of free protection. Use code RADIO at HomeTitleLock.com. Get vaccinated. Just got a message on Twitter. Uh, Lara Logan uh, retweeted my tweet from uh, the 12th of November where I said 15 out of 101 Republicans in the Texas House have called for a special session to ban vaccine mandates by employers. Uh, 15, 15, 5 plus 10. If one more person tells me Texas is a red state, hashtag follow the leader. Um, there's now 18 or 19 that have called for it um, since then. Somebody sent me a message and said, how do we get more Texas members of the state house to act and ask for a special session to ban vaccine mandates? I signed a petition on this one uh, this once several weeks ago. Did you did you sign a petition? That's great. Uh, it, it, you've got to you've got to change the governor. You've got to change who is sitting in that go in the governor's seat in Texas. That's what you've got to do, because he can sign all the executive orders he wants. They're not worth the paper they're written on until it goes through a legislative session. And he'll call a legislative session. He'll call it in January. But that's going to be over election uh, integrity, because Donald Trump's already told him that he would rescind his uh, he would rescind his uh, endorsement if he didn't do that. But how many jobs are going to be lost between now and January when a special session comes, if they even choose to, uh, to um, do that, if they choose to um, uh, talk about the vaccine mandates? So, and I can tell you they're not going to because it's a legislative footnote. What you do is you, if you want to see what's not important, now they'll mention these things, things like property tax and stuff like that, and then vaccine mandates and all these different things, blah, blah, blah. And, but, but they don't prioritize them, you know, gender modification and children. And they, they just become legislative footnotes. They said, oh, you know, if we have time, we're going to get to these things. And then they come out and say, well, we ran out of time. You make time. 
I mean, this will be the fourth session of legislature that they've had in six months if they call one in January. Um, they'll, you know, that you'll make the time. You make it a priority for crying out loud. <sighs> hey, do that Taiwan minister that was cut at uh, the Democracy Summit. Play that. Got that? Every year, the human rights organization Civicus, with around 20 regional partners, conduct research about freedom and civic space. And Taiwan has been rated as completely open for three consecutive years. We're the only Asian country with that distinction and the sole Asian green light on this year's Civicus Monitor. I'm hoping you can offer just a few more thoughts on where we are. Certainly. So um, I've heard a lot about the <laughs> digital public infrastructures, <laughs> just like reliable infrastructure making our lives safer and more convenient. <laughs> he was apparently saying something the overlords didn't like. Cut him. They're the out. Problem, the problem with this, Chad, was that if you look at the picture behind him, um, he had... Uh, it had China, but then it had Taiwan, a different color. Yeah. So that's why they had to cut them. Yep. That's it. So wait. So now we bow to China because they don't want to be offended. That's right. Really? That's right. And see, we've got this stuff going on with this amassing of Russian troops at the Ukrainian border. By the way, at chadprather.com, I reported this weeks ago. This was before everybody started talking about this. What's going to happen is Putin is going to push into the Ukraine because he knows Biden is impotent, won't do anything. And that's going to give the opportunity for China to push into Taiwan. They do it on the two fronts, same time. Biden will do nothing about this. Nothing. And everybody wants to talk about Donald Trump being in Putin's pocket. Let me tell you something. Donald Trump put the stiffest sanctions imaginable. Uh, people in Russia, people in China, you know, they want to do business with America. They want to do business with the West. Uh, you put those sanctions, Biden ain't going to do that. Biden's tapped out, man. Uh, and, they, they, and they've shown that over and over again. But yeah, old Minister Tang there, they don't like that. Boom, he's gone. He gone. Um, play uh, just real quick that MSNBC about the vigilantism. And I think this vigilantism is going to catch on. I'll tell you what's going to happen next, Nicole. These red states are going to do vigilantism laws on immigration. And they're going to empower citizens to go out and round up people they think look like foreigners. And that's what we're coming to in this country. And it is incredibly depressing, especially um, as we're so near uh, a religious holiday that is all about loving other people and accepting the least among us uh, to be part of the larger group. You're screwed, Chris. You're screwed, bro. You look foreign to me. Dude, and I mean, what, way, for, what, what does, do, what uh, does look foreigner mean? Uh, that, was my, that was what I was about to ask. What does that mean, looks like a foreigner? So is it brown? Uh, I mean, that, that's a, that seems to me like a pretty racially motivated statement. Uh, brown people, uh, Yellow somebody people. that looks like... I mean, because, um, I don't know. Uh, I mean, what looks like a foreigner? Is that just saying any person that's non-white? Ooh. Is that, is that their way of saying that, oh, they must, they're, non, they're not white, so they must look like a foreigner? And, and really, if you want to talk about the dominant, uh, the dominant races in America, you know, these, these red states, it would be white or black, yeah. right? That's what it'd be. So, obviously, she's saying we're just going to go out there and be vigilantes, and we're going to start targeting 
quote unquote people who look foreign. Um, dude, I just the stuff they come up with. This this is hate monger, and they call me hateful. They call me hateful, right? I'm the guy out here just calling this stuff out, saying, "Man, you, you guys are just pant, you know, peddling some garbage." And you know, here comes the Twitter bots. Got to come out there and got to troll and be like, "Oh, you're just so full of hate." No, I'm just calling out this garbage. I mean, it, it doesn't make any sense to me. Hey, well, what is what is looking foreign look like? I mean, what does what does that even mean? So anyway, uh, give me a TikTok. Take me out of here. Let me explain why misgendering is an act of violence. I know this sounds extreme, and I know I talk about this a lot, but this is because the situation is extreme. Getting misgendered as a trans and non-binary person not only triggers wow. the trauma of being conditioned into a gender that is not ours, but it also triggers the trauma of existing in a world that at large would prefer we did not exist. So getting misgendered can feel like a smack in the heart. It represents all that we are up against. And yes, mistakes absolutely happen. But let's say you turn a corner and accidentally smack someone across the face. You wouldn't immediately be like, hey, look, it was an accident. You would tend to their pain and make sure it doesn't happen again. But then every time you turn that same corner, you continue to smack that person. Yes, it may still be unintentional, but at a certain point, the lack of intention is a choice. So maybe first you have to take in the fact that this causes real harm and then approach your misstep with the level of awareness and effort that it will take to stop hurting us i love mm. you first girl let's talk about that manicure uh i, I mean i don't want to trigger your trauma any further i, I love how they automatically assume that misgendering someone because when you're talking to me as a, a the, and you sound and look like a guy that is dressed up like a girl um i am going to be a little bit confused because that's human freaking nature uh, but to say that me misgendering you is the same as slapping you in the face, uh, that's assault. Um, and, and so we have to make sure that we're careful with everybody's feelings. You don't get anything wrong. You don't make any mistakes. I, I know mistakes will happen, but if you keep coming around that corner and slapping me in the face, I'm going to start thinking it's intentional. Well, I'm going to think it's intentional on your part to keep confusing every fucking body. So that's just the way I think about it. Um, anyway. I'll sit over here and repent for a little while. This is what gets me in trouble, Chris. This is why people think that I hate the transgender community, but they just keep giving me this stuff to work with. It's all I can deal with. I'll be right back. All right, folks, I hope you guys have a great weekend. I really do. Um, come uh, come see us tomorrow night at Arlington Music Hall. Hang out with us and uh, have a little fun. It's going to be a good Christmas party. And don't forget Stu's Power Hour tomorrow. Um, yikes, going to be interesting there. Uh, <laughs> anyway, um, and if you miss it live, make sure you watch the, the – it's always a, it's always a blast. Um, going to be a lot of fun. Appreciate you guys so much. Who knows what next year is going to look like? It's going to be interesting for the Chad Prather Show. We're going to going to switch some things up. It's going to be interesting. And yes, Mom, I'll try to cuss less. <laughs> I'll try. But uh, Dad Gummit, it's just hard to do. Go to where podcasts are offered. Leave us a rating and a review. Five stars is all we'll take because that's what we deserve. And uh, remember, just demand Chad Prather. More Chad Prather. Chad Prather deserves more pay. From Blaze TV, so do Chris and Mark. Sure, why not? And uh, remember, my Venmo is Chad Prather twenty two. 
people keep sending me five bucks here and there. I'm working on that that motor coach, that double wide for out in the woods. Uh, just know that I love you guys. Go shopping at chadonblaze.com. Anywhere those uh, Blaze collections are offered, use promo code CHAD20, get 20% off, and help us uh, be the best. Just have a good weekend, and uh, we'll see you next week. Love you. God bless you. Bye.